Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Today on A's Plus, we are joined by Mark Feinsand, the wonderful national baseball writer for MLB.com, formerly of the New York Daily News. And Mark, you're in an interesting position this week. You, you work for MLB.com. You uh, are based in New York. You're familiar with the Mets, the Yankees, obviously the national media. Uh, you've worked for a New York tabloid. What do you, first of all, this has been the craziest baseball offseason ever, and now it's the craziest spring ever. But what do you make of all of this, the reactions to the coronavirus? As you and I are talking Wednesday, of course. You know, the initial reaction as you're seeing all of this stuff happen is, is it overreaction? But, you know, I, I tend to take the view of, I think overreaction is better than underreaction in situations like this. You'd rather take extra precaution to make sure that. You know, this doesn't spread further than not do enough and then have regrets afterwards. So, uh, you know, in terms of the MLB decision, you know, I think once the other leagues started to do it um, and it just became sort of this train rolling down the tracks, I don't think MLB had any choice but to do it because this is a this is a crisis in our country right now. And so uh, you're right. It's been the craziest offseason. It's now become a very crazy spring training. And I've never really seen a sort of four month or three month period like this in the two decades that I've covered the game. Here's the thing. And I know that we as baseball writers and and people who work in baseball sometimes live in a little bubble where the baseball world seems like the only world that matters. This is a real world problem. And when you see governors and mayors, uh, you know, coming out with these uh, statements and these edicts about, you know, no more than a thousand people in a place at the same time. And, um, you know, like you said, I live up in the New York area and in New Rochelle, uh, just north of Manhattan, you know, the whole town is quarantined. And, and basically they've, they've brought up the National Guard to basically put a border around the town and you, you can't go in or out for, uh, you know, for the next two weeks. So this is this is a real world problem. And I can't imagine that MLB or the NBA or the NCAA or the NHL or MLS or anybody else who's got games going on or events going on, concerts, we saw South by Southwest canceled, um, you know, that they're going to sort of just see a governor or mayor issue these kinds of statements and edicts and say, yeah, we're going to just play our games anyway. We're not going to follow that. You know, I think you're just going to have to live with it and say, this is not your normal time. This is not just, uh, you know, some random occurrence that, uh, you know, doesn't really matter. This is, you know, this is a pandemic. And I think, uh, you know, we have to look past the baseball ramifications and hope that this doesn't turn into uh, something where, you know, you've got millions of cases of this going around the country. Uh, Absolutely. And I would imagine the thing to keep in mind is that sports leagues, all of them, baseball included, are going to be flexible. You kind of have to be. It's it's all fine. You're exactly right. We'll, we'll, I, we will all go on. The baseball season will happen. Uh, just my yeah, I mean, I'm, in, I'm in Florida right now, and in Florida, a lot of spring training sites are retirement communities, basically. Yeah. And and you know, the the elderly are a prime uh, sort of candidate for for this virus. And 
Um, you know, a lot of people who volunteer at ballparks are, uh, are retired people. And it's, you know, this is, um, this is a really serious situation. So I just have to think that whatever decisions are made, um, you know, I know everybody always likes to say every answer always comes down to money. I don't think the answers in this situation from any of these entities, any of these sports leagues, any of these uh, arenas, again, with concerts, with conventions, with conferences, whatever it may be, I just don't think that the decisions here are being made on a financial basis because, um, you know, you can make a lot of money. And then when everybody in your arena or your stadium or your convention hall uh, gets, uh, you know, infected with the coronavirus, you're, you're, the, the bad publicity from that would be much worse than yeah, that is not good for your brand. you've made. Yeah, not good for the brand at all. Yeah, plus even, you know, owners, everyone, well, people, we've got families. Like, you know, like everyone is worried about their elderly relatives or, you know, anyone with a compromised immune system. Um, you know, I think everybody can understand that and say, yeah, like, let's take the proper precautions. Let's Health and safety is more important than, you know, starting a baseball game on time or uh, in the right month or whatever. You know, push it back, play it somewhere else. Great. Make sure everybody's safe first. We will be back in just a moment with more with Mark Feinsand from MLB.com on A's Plus. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of baseball, let's talk about actual baseball because I feel like uh, there has not. I like baseball. There's been very little of that. Uh, you were uh, you stopped by uh, A's camp briefly, and we managed to at least get in a nice dinner before I came back on my. Um, I'm going to put an air quotes break because it actually did turn out to be a break. <laughs> um, well, what are your impressions of the A's from afar? Obviously, you you know you saw them in the playoffs against the Yankees two years ago and won 97 games that year. Won 97 games. Last year, what what do you see for them in 2020? I don't know if this is going to wind up being a hot take because everybody loves hot takes. Uh, I'm picking the A's to win the division this year. I think the Astros are still a really talented team, but the combination of losing your ace and arguably the best pitcher in the game and not really replacing him. I know they have Lance McCullers Jr. coming back from Tommy John surgery, and theoretically he's stepping into that spot. Uh, but losing Garrett Cole and not you know not replacing him with another sort of bona fide ace and and the fact that they're going to be you know followed around all year by this scandal and by the excuse me by the fans who are going to be riding them in every ballpark they're going to be vilified everywhere they go and i don't think it's going to necessarily translate i mean all the talk about pitchers are going to hit them and this and that I'm, I'm not worried about that stuff but you have to wonder at some point does all of the scrutiny and the fact that it is going to be non-stop take a toll on them yeah and and i just think it's hard not to we've seen you and i have both covered players who were involved in scandal and who were going ballpark to ballpark and uh and and just getting it right i mean we saw you know, Jason Giambi get it when he was with the Yankees. We saw, I certainly covered enough Alex Rodriguez games 
uh, as he was the villain of the world before he became, you know, the TV face of baseball. Uh, you know, you were in, in the vicinity of watching Barry Bonds. <clears throat> These are players who, you know, they got passive, but they were one player. We haven't seen a team like this that is going to face what this team is going to face. And I just think that combined with the fact that without Cole, they're not quite as good as they were last year. I can see the Astros taking a step back. And conversely, I can see the A's taking a step forward. I mean, you've got your, your, you know, sort of rock, you know, sort of foundation players in Chapman and Olsen and Semyon and, and Chris Davis, you know, still certainly a power threat. Um, but I think when you look at some of the young pitching, they're only going to get better. And I, I really, I like what the A's have done. Uh, I'm always very impressed with what Billy Bean and David Forrest are able to do. Uh, and I just think this this could be the year where, where uh, you know, Houston's little run in the AL West comes to an end. Yeah, they, they will be under a microscope. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, they, they hired, I think, the right man for the job and Dusty Baker to try to right the ship there. And maybe they wind up with some sort of us against the world. They still have a great roster, no doubt. But yeah, it's it's they're not a sure thing. And before all of this, I would have said, yep, yep, just mark Houston down as the division winners. And now I, I'm not so sure that's the case. The A's certainly are in a very good position. They're very motivated because they're among the teams. It feels like, you know, Houston probably cheated them out of some wins and maybe out of uh, at least a, a closer, you know, kind of kind of uh, position in the standings the last couple of years. So uh, it, it should be very interesting. Now, you mentioned Billy Bean. David Forrest, and you talk a lot to the front offices. You've got a wonderful podcast of your own. You uh, talk to ML executives. I know you recently talked to the A's assistant GM, Billy Owens. That's for a future uh, broadcast. But what, are, what have you been working on lately? And what, just in general, kind of tell us about the podcast and, and sort of the, the impressions you've gotten as you've been doing it. Yeah, so the podcast is called Executive Access, and it's uh... – I like to describe it as kind of a this is your life uh, baseball edition. So I sit down with executives around the league. This is season four, um, and I've I've sat down with pretty much every uh, major front office executive in the game at this point uh, for this podcast. It's it's a nice lengthy conversation about their career, how they got into baseball, uh, how they the steps they took along the way to get to the spot where they are now, some experiences they've had, uh, looking back at some transactions that they've been a part of. Uh, good and bad uh, and you know with some distance some of some of these people have given me some really interesting answers and the one thing I've really noticed about doing this is they're not it's not a cookie cutter industry I know everybody right now loves to say oh everybody in a front office is a you know 34 year old Ivy League grad who is really good at math and there are certainly some people like that in front offices but when you get a chance to sit down with some guys who uh, actually played the game or guys who uh, or gals. I mean, Gene Afterman may be one of my favorite podcasts I've done because her background is so fascinating. San Francisco uh, girl, Gene, Gene Ackerman. You know, exactly. Uh, you know, and just the, you know, there are so many different stories, people who were in business and then uh, just decided, you know, they used to check baseball stats for, for fun. And they were like, you know what, I'd be so much happier if I was doing this for my job. And then they went out and, and went through the grind of getting where they were. So it's, it's been a really interesting series to do. I think we've done about I don't know, 80 or 90 of them at this point. Season four kicks off this week with Stan Kasten from the Dodgers, uh, who has... He's got to have all sorts of stories. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let me tell you, sitting down with Stan to talk about his career, talking about signing Greg Maddox away from George Steinbrenner when he when the Yankees were coming after him, uh, talking about the fact that, uh, you know, Ted Turner 
hired him to be the president of the NBA's Hawks, and then like two months later said, you know what, I want you to be the president of the Braves also. And Stan said, well, that's a terrible idea. And Ted said, no, it'll be great. You, you'll be the first guy ever to do this, to run two teams. And Stan said, yeah, you know why nobody's ever done it? Because it's a terrible idea. <laughs> um, so uh, Stan had some great stories in there from Atlanta and from Washington and L.A. It was really uh, quite enjoyable to sit down and talk to him. So that's our first episode. Uh, we were going to roll out basically one a week throughout the entire season. Uh, I've recorded some out here or out in Arizona and now out here in Florida. Uh, and like you said, Billy Owens will be uh, will be my A's guest this season. I've had Billy Bean on. I've had David Forst on. I've had Dave Cavill on. So uh, if you want to go back through the archives, there are certainly some very interesting A's-related uh, episodes uh, that Oakland fans can listen to. It's been a lot of fun. So you can find it on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else that you, you check out podcasts. Yeah, I highly recommend it. And um, those are all very good talkers. And Billy Owens might be the best talker of the bunch. So I, I can't oh my wait God. for that one. I mean, you want to talk about energy. He is just energy personified, and he was uh, he was great to sit down with. I, I didn't know Billy all that well, and uh, after spending you know about forty five minutes with him uh, for the podcast, I have a, a whole a whole appreciation for everything I've ever heard about him. Yeah, he's a he's got an opinion on everyone, and he knows everything. So it's he's perfect for a baseball writer. That's a that's a perfect guy to talk to. Now, um, as I mentioned, you are based in New York. You're a national baseball writer. You work for the New York Daily News. Uh, I think everyone in baseball is always interested in the New York teams, whether you love them or hate them, or are just fascinated by that dysfunctional bunch known as the Mets. Tell us a little bit right now kind of what's going on with those two teams, just because I know everyone's always got a little bit of interest in them. Well, you know, the Yankees are, are having a tough spring in that they came into this season uh, into the spring sort of as overwhelming favorites in the American League, I think, in most people's eyes. They won 103 games last year and then went out and added the best pitcher in baseball. So uh, it looked like things were certainly going to be in good shape for them. They had Giancarlo Stanton healthy and coming back. Uh, they had Aaron Judge fully healthy. They had Luis Severino seemingly healthy. And then all of a sudden, people just started dropping like flies, which basically looked like what happened last year. You know, Severino's out for the year, Tommy John surgery. James Paxton's out for two months. Uh, with an injury. Um, Stanton is, you know, doubtful, I would think, or certainly, you know, questionable for opening day. Judge is certainly in question for, for April. Um, and, uh, you know, so I think there's just been a lot of injury issues with that team that um, they'll probably be able to get through it. If they can get through to June, uh, you know, sort of either in first place or sort of near first place, they'll get back Paxton and they'll get back, um, you know, by then you would assume that, that Stanton and Judge are back. Um, and, uh, you know, they will get Domingo Herman off suspension. So that'll add an arm to their their rotation as well. Um, but it puts a lot of pressure early on on guys like Masahiro Tanaka and uh, Jay Happ and certainly Garrett Cole uh, to go out there. And, you know, they're going to have a couple of young guys following them in the rotation to go out there and, and keep this team in it. Now, to me, the Severino and, and – Stanton injuries, you look at them and say, yeah, those are, that's, you know, their number two starter and, you know, their middle of the lineup, you know, 40 plus home run slugger. But remember, they won 103 games last year. Severino pitched 12 innings. Stanton had about 80 at bats. So they've shown they can get by without those guys, but they need Judge back. They need Paxton back. They need everybody else uh, to be healthy and productive. And then they should have, uh, you know, I would imagine no trouble getting to the postseason. What happens there, we'll see. The Mets are 
the Mets have had an interesting offseason. Um, you know, there was a, a sale in place that fell through. Uh, now, supposedly, they're looking for new buyers. We don't know if the old buyer is definitely out or not. Um, so that, that's sort of lingering over the whole thing. Uh, and then, you know, the hire Carlos Beltran as the manager, which was a, a sort of a bold hire to begin with. I mean, he'd worked in the front office of the Yankees the last year after his retirement, but he had never managed. He had never coached. Now, a lot of people, when Carlos played, looked at him as a guy who would manage in the future. So it wasn't necessarily a shocking hire, but it's still a bold one. And then, of course, he is uh, firmly embroiled in his Astro scandal, and, and, and he's let go uh, before he ever really started. Um, so, you know, Luis Rojas, I think, was a good choice for them, given that he knows the organization. Everybody knows him there. Uh, all early reports are that he's <clears throat> he's done very well, uh, you know, handling the team in spring training. I think the Mets are, are a really talented team. And I think if health and uh, the bullpen go their way, and obviously that's a big if on the bullpen side for sure, given what happened last year with Edwin Diaz uh, and, and Familia. Um, but if those two guys can revert to form, and now they've got Dylan Batances there as well, and if he is healthy following his Achilles surgery, that has the makings of a very good bullpen. They've obviously got a very good starting rotation already with uh, DeGrom and Syndergaard and Stroman. They brought in uh, Rick Porcello and Michael Walker. They've still got Steven Matz there, so they've got a deep rotation. They've got some some bats there. Pete Alonso, obviously, with his huge rookie year. Uh, Jeff McNeil, they've got plenty of offense. I think they actually have a chance to be a really, really good team this year. But the bullpen needs to bounce back. And, of course, like every other team in baseball, they need to stay healthy. Yeah. Will, will Cespedes and Jed Lowry get back on the field to two of my all-time favorite former A's? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I haven't been to Mets camp, so I can't say that I have the uh, latest info on them. I think there's some optimism that they'll get them on the field. Um, but, you know, certainly with the way Lowry's first year with the Mets went, uh, that's one of those wait and see things where you won't kind of believe it until you see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still convinced the A's will wind up with Jed Lowry and maybe Cespedes again somewhere down the line. Billy keeps acquiring Jed. So that seems like a given. And <laughs> Cespedes told me, you know, a couple of years ago, he'd like to finish his career in Oakland and play for Bob Melvin once more. So uh, I could see it happening. Mark Feinsand, thank you so much for joining us on A's Plus. My pleasure, Susan. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Mark Feinsand for joining us on A's Plus. He's on Twitter at Feinsand, and you can find his podcast, Executive Access, on all platforms. Our producers today were G. Allen Johnson and King Kaufman. We will be back again next week with more A's Plus. Thanks for listening. A's Plus is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Support A's Plus and all of the Chronicle's journalism by signing up for a Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.